Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I want to kind of take a small detour. This was something unexpected that happened to me, and I felt like there was a good podcast episode to draw from it. So today, I went to my uh, prenatal appointment. And it's the appointment that kind of falls in between being 18 weeks and 27 weeks. And so I will be 20 weeks uh, pregnant this Thursday with our little girl, Ivy Rain. And I went to this appointment and this morning I felt very confident just in the Lord and in going to the appointment and, you know, that it would be fine and Nothing would be wrong. I felt like a a weird sense of strength that I haven't felt before. I, I feel quite anxious um, when I go into these appointments because of the losses that we've experienced in the past and the PTSD that, you know, that I suffered from, from the loss of our son. And so, you know, it doesn't take much to cause me to feel anxious, you know, and, and worried and concerned and and in these prenatal appointments, they check to find baby's heart rate or heartbeat, and they do it with a Doppler. And the Doppler is just something that, that only uh, magnifies the heartbeat. And so it's not a visual image of the baby in your womb. And so they're kind of shooting in the dark when they are looking for the baby's heart heartbeat over your tummy because they can't see really where the baby's positioned. And in order for the Doppler to read the heartbeat, it has to be directly over, you know, the baby's midsection. And so anyway, I go into this appointment and it was a, I mean, it was a relatively decent morning. Nothing catastrophic happened. And so I was just feeling generally pretty peaceful. You know, the thought had entered my mind a couple of times, you know, last night and then this this morning before I went, you know, what if the baby's gone? You know, what will you do? And, and I was able to quickly get that out of my mind for the most part. And so I get to the appointment and I'm waiting. And as I'm waiting, I'm sitting there in the waiting room and I'm looking up pieces of clothing for the baby to put on my registry. And so, you know, I'm just really kind of just enjoying being a mom, enjoying being pregnant. And I get called back and, you know, they weigh you and they, you know, take you into the room and ask you if you have any concerns and and whatnot. And then the nurse will get the Doppler machine out. And the nurse was looking for the heartbeat 
and she couldn't find it. And it was just like, you know, okay, no big deal. And that just continued to persist. And it persisted for over 20 minutes where she could not find a heartbeat. And as I laid there and the time kind of went on and on to where she wasn't finding the heartbeat, my mind just felt unable to not panic. And I was alone at this point appointment because of COVID and because of just, you know, not having, you know, just somebody to go with me due to schedule conflicts. And so I'm laying there and, you know, it was like maybe, I don't know, five minutes in, my mind started just, what if she's gone? What if she's gone? And I was like, you know, telling myself, well, don't think about that. You know, this is, this is okay. They don't, they can't see. And it just kept persisting and it kept going on. And I just reached full-fledged panic mode. And it felt like the room was spinning. And even talking about it now, you know, this has just been a hard day, but I, I still feel overwhelmed. But laying there and just the room started spinning and I just started to not be able to control my thoughts. And I looked up at the nurse and I said, I'm beginning to feel anxious. And she said, would you like me to stop? And I said, yes, I would like you to stop. And she said, okay, I'll go get the doctor. And anyway, in the period of time between waiting for the nurse to leave and the doctor to come in, I was frantically sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What about the nursery? What about, you know, my husband? How is he going to feel? And it just came into my mind this song that I have really taken a love to ever since the passing of my grandma here the last in the last couple of weeks. And it's that song, I think Carrie Job sings it, or maybe Hillsong. I'm not really sure. Multiple people sing it, but it's a song that says, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Um, my life you have been faithful. My life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, uh, I will sing to the Lord or something like that. So offer up some form of praise. And I just kept going through those words. And the words that really meant something to me were, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. And in that moment, not knowing if Ivy was alive or dead, with the room spinning and trying to hold back full-fledged hysteria, the Lord brought that song to my mind. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. And I sat there in the office thinking to myself, okay, Lord. I don't want this. I don't want my baby girl to be dead. I don't want to go through this again. But I know that you're faithful. I know that you're good. And you've walked me through this before. 
And so if this is what your will is, right now I'm going to choose to trust you again. And then I just began to pray. And I began to pray, of course, that he would spare Ivy's life. And I got up off the little counter, the thing that I was sitting on, and I went over and I grabbed my phone and I texted my mom and I texted a lady that I do Bible study with to pray. Very short, you know, they're not finding the heartbeat. Can you please pray? And then I was waiting for the doctor to come in. And then I sat back up on the on the little bench thing, table, whatever. And this verse came to my mind that I memorized some months back. And it's Psalms 89 verses 8 and 9. And it says, Oh Lord God, who is like you? Your faithfulness is all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. And when its waves arise, you still them. And I just started thinking, what does that mean? And I kept repeating that part of the verse that says, Your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. And when its waves arise, you still them. And it just so much hit me that the Lord is faithfulness. It is all around him because that is who he is. And God does not somehow become unfaithful or lack faithfulness because the waves rise. Because circumstances get stormy and hard. And it also brought it to my mind that he rules the raging of the sea. And that the raging of the sea comes. It happens. But in the raging of the sea, there is the Lord stilling them. Stilling the waves. And it doesn't necessarily mean the waves of circumstance. The waves of trial and tragedy being removed from us. But it's that his faithfulness stills the waves of our heart, stills the crisis of our soul. And that is more important than having the circumstances align with what we want. Because we need a faith in a God that isn't able to be shaken by stormy things that happen. We need a faith in God that knows he's good because that is who he is. And that remains separate. His goodness remains separate from our circumstances. And so without understanding or knowing why something is happening, we can rest assured that because God is faithful, because his faithfulness is all around him, who is like him, and that he rules the raging of the sea, and when the waves arise, he stills them, we can take comfort. And so I sat there and I continued to pray, and you know, other people were praying. There was a little army of, of women and my dad that joined to pray for Ivy. 
And the doctor eventually came in after what felt like a really long wait. I think it was actually a really long wait. It was just a stupid appointment all over, you know, where you feel like just nothing intentionally is, is wrong. Like people aren't intentionally trying to be jerks, but just everything, every wait and everything couldn't be longer and more miserable if it tried. But eventually the doctor came in and she worked to find the baby's heartbeat on Doppler for another, I don't know, eight minutes or so. And she couldn't find it on Doppler either. And I was laying there thinking to myself at the time, of course I was crying, but I wasn't in hysteria. That's what I was focused on, was just not being becoming hysterical. And I was thinking, why do you not just go get the ultrasound? Why is why is everyone like torturing me with this and you know just continuing to try and find it when just go get the ultrasound so you can see? And so finally she said, Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the ultrasound. And of course they're not saying anything to me. They're just not finding the heartbeat. And there's this awkward, painful silence in the room. And so the doctor finally comes back with the ultrasound machine. And for a while, she can't even find the baby. And then she goes down lower in my abdomen with the ultrasound machine. And you see the baby on the, the, the computer screen. But the baby isn't moving. And I just cried out. And there was this awkward pause, and the doctor said, oh, wait, look, there's a heartbeat. And I said, what? Are you sure? And she showed me on the screen. She said, yeah, look, it's not a really good, you know, it's not a good ultrasound machine. Like, it's not super high, you know, quality. But look, if you see here, you see the little flicker. And I just started sobbing. And she said, your baby is really, really low today, and she must be sleeping. And then she was able to kind of take the, the mouse on the little computer screen and highlight a section of the baby's heart, and you could hear this, ba-dum, 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 this heartbeat. And the heartbeat was 146 beats a minute. It's perfect for the, the gestational age of the baby which is almost 20 weeks, but the baby still wasn't moving because the baby was in deep sleep, kind of cradled down in my womb like she was laying in a hammock over my bladder. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I felt such relief, but it was like I was emotionally on that cliff and on that in that pathway of that storm of remembering all of the other losses and remembering the pain. And, and so it was really hard to kind of regain and reset my mind. I had a terrible headache and I just felt sick and tired, just totally worn out. And again, that verse came to me. Oh, Lord God, who is like you? Your faithfulness is all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. And when its waves rise, you still them. And this was more to me about an inner storm. It was more to me about realizing that I faced something alone, unknown, completely unknown to me, 
not unknown to God, but completely unknown to me. And with his great faithfulness, he calmed the waves within my spirit and within my mind and within my heart. And he gave me the ability to trust him. And to trust him, even if his answer was that Eden, that Ivy wasn't going to make it. And I spent the rest of the day trying to recoup from that emotional turmoil and getting over the headache. But throughout the day, the lyrics of that song just kept coming back to my mind. And when I tucked our two-year-old into bed tonight, I sang to her, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. And the thing that I want you to understand through this episode today is that your circumstances do not determine the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. And his faithfulness does not mean that we don't face storms or great waves that sometimes overtake us and sometimes steal the things that we love the most. It's that his faithfulness is not able to be touched by physical loss. It's not able to be affected by our doubts and our fears and our anxieties and our depression. It's that God remains faithful, and in his faithfulness, he remains by our side. And although we don't always understand, and we don't always get to know why, and we don't always get the answers to what you know we're hoping for when we pray, we can know that because of his great faithfulness, he is trustworthy. And we can trust him with our hearts, with our pain, with our dreams with our losses, that he will make something beautiful if he determines to take something away or if he determines to remove a relationship or to remove us from a certain place or to allow a terrible thing to touch us. We have to remember that he rules the raging of the sea. And that does include the physical trials that we go through. The question to ask is not why, Lord, did you let me suffer? But how can I find your faithfulness in this suffering? Because it is there. The beauty and the closeness of your relationship with Jesus is waiting to be found. He is waiting to show you that when the waves rise, he will still them for you. Although stilling them does not always mean removing your pain. Because it's through that struggle that we learn to trust. And it's through that struggle that we learn that God is more than everything we need. He is complete. He is sufficient. And more than that, He is faithful. So whatever you're facing, whatever unknowns you're living in right now, I want to encourage you that God is faithful that he is with you and that he rules the raging of your seas. And when you trust in him, he will still your heart. Thanks for listening. 
I wanted to let you know that I am available to discuss speaking engagements for your church or youth events. Do get with me by finding me on Facebook or Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things or on the web at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. There you'll find a contact me tab and on under that tab will be my email address where you can reach out. I love to hear from my listeners. I also welcome any prayer requests you have or if you have any topics for the show or any questions about your faith walk. I would love to uh, speak into you and encourage you in any way that I can. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast and tune in next time for another episode of Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next time.